0: You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 19 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. This week's episode is super special to me. I've actually wanted to do this interview for a while because in full transparency, I have been paralyzed when it comes to going live online. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) You know, it, it wasn't always like this for me. I actually used to live stream quite frequently, but when the trend moved from, and I'm probably going to date myself here, but when the trend moved from Periscope to Facebook and then to Instagram live, something actually shifted for me. I just stopped going live. And I actually share some of this during my chat with our guest this week, Tanya Smith, because I know that some of you are probably struggling with going live too and could really use use her help as well. So who is Tanya Smith? Well, I've known Tanya for several years and she was actually one of the very first strategists who I reached out to during my early days of business when I was first learning what content marketing was. Tanya has been a noteworthy leader in the content marketing space for over 10 years and today she helps service providers use on-camera video to build an interactive brand that connects with their audience. Her experience and perspectives have been featured in video, radio, print, and on stage as a guest speaker for national organizations and events. Like I mentioned earlier, I am really excited to have her join me on the podcast. I'm sure you're going to feel the same way after checking out this week's episode, so I'm going to stop talking and let you get to it. Here's my chat with Tanya Smith about growing your visibility using live streaming. Hi, Tanya. Hey. (laughs) How are you, beautiful?
1: I am just fabulous, just fantastic. I'm excited that I get to talk to you. It's been so long.
0: It has. I was just sitting thinking before we jumped on the call this morning, how long it's been since we've actually known each other. And I remember connecting with you in the very early stages of my digital marketing journey. And so it's probably been, gosh, six or seven years at this point. Probably so, yeah. Oh Time my is gosh. Planning. And we're That's both cool. still going strong. That's so awesome. <laughs> So I really appreciate you being uh, here with me today on on this episode for the podcast. We did introduce you briefly, but I would love it if you could tell us what you do in your own words to help get us started.
1: I can tell you that I am very passionate about working with coaches, consultants, course creators, primarily women, to leverage more on-camera content. And the reason why most of my clients come to me to use more video or on-camera content, as I refer to it, is because they want to be able to have a standout brand, they want to serve more people, and they want to sell more of their services. So I love teaching and I love empowering them through the coaching process to really put together a full out video strategy that's going to work for them and
0: meet their specific personality and needs i love it i love it and so that's what we're here to to do today is to talk about building out your visibility using what i've always referred to as live streaming but say it again for me you said on camera content i love that
1: yeah i said on camera content the reason for that is because as my, I focus and I do emphasize live streaming, that's my main thing, right? But I have discovered that sometimes every now and then I have clients who want to do the pre-recorded versions of their their video content and then promote them through the live stream process. So I give them both, <laughs> and that the ultimate goal is really that they put their face
0: on camera, so on and- camera content. And so why is that so important today? Because it really has since I started in this space, it really has taken on a life of its own. And it has become such a huge part of, you know, building our brands and positioning ourselves in the market. Why is that? You know, I think there's a
1: combination of reasons, honestly, Um One being that people are frustrated and tired of dealing with, I'm doing air quotes, businesses. They want to deal with other human beings. They, they feel at times that there's, I think there's a sense of mistrust in general in our culture now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so getting to see someone face to face, even though it's virtual getting to recognize their mannerisms and to see, you know, where their eyes are going and to kind of get a feel for, is this person really genuine? Are they authentic in what they're saying to me? I think there is a desire for people to have a deeper connection. And so besides that, there's another piece to it. So there's this whole desire for human authenticity, but then there's also the angle that the social media platforms recognize that live streaming and on-camera video content is a way for them to make money. And so they've all said, they've all committed to, hey, if you do live streaming for us, we're gonna prioritize it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like feeding the beast is what I like to tell people. If you want to be seen, everybody's complaining about organic reach Declining and not being able to get seen if you want to get seen you got to give the social media platforms what they asked for and they asked for live video. So if you give them what they want, they give you what you want in terms of visibility so like I said a combination of things, but I think those two for me
0: rise to the top as reasons. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. So let me just jump into some of the questions that um, I've been dying to ask you. So when it comes to working with your clients, what are some of the typical challenges that you see uh, people have when it comes to developing their on-camera content strategy or their live streaming strategy? What are some of the major things that they have the hurdles that they have to jump.
1: There are three that they typically come to me for. And there's a fourth one that sometimes they don't know and they don't think about until I share it with them. But the three that I constantly hear, and I know this because I spent about a year or so collecting answers Mm -hmm. as people were entering into my Facebook group. And I asked them, you know, so what is, what do you see as the biggest struggle? And there were some themes that kept popping up and one this is the big one. The big one is the confidence. The big one is that people struggle with this whole idea and concept of being on camera and allowing yourself to be vulnerable in front of a video camera. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So confidence is one. Uh, The second would be content creation. Like what do I say? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to say? And what, what kind of, you know, topics can i put out there that are going to get people to watch and to like my stuff. Who's going to show up? Mm-hmm. Right? Um and then the third big one for most people coming to me that they're aware of is they know they're not consistent. They know that okay, I did one today. I did a, you know, TikTok today or I did a Facebook live, you know, a month ago and but then they ask the question, well, I did this video thing and it just didn't work. And when I start asking them questions, that that comes out. Yeah, I'm probably just not consistent enough. No, you're not.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> so,
1: mm-hmm. so the three would be, again, confidence, content, like what to talk
0: about, and then the whole idea of consistency. Okay. So confidence, content, and consistency. But you mentioned that there was a fourth thing that people don't tend to think about until yeah. you mention it to them. What's that fourth thing?
1: The fourth thing is is something that people don't get initially because their whole focus is, how can I go viral? Mm. How can I get more people to like me? Why am I not getting comments and engagement? But really, if you're a business owner and that's who I work with is people who want to be paid for their services and for what they're offering, you need to be able to convert video viewers into actual clients. So the fourth piece to me that is very crucial, and this is really at the core of what I teach, is that whatever you're creating, if you've got all those three pieces, great. But then how are you converting people who are watching and viewing your stuff into actual paying clients and consumers of your product
0: or your service? And let me just say, I, you got to love alliteration here, folks. So <laughs> we're talking about confidence, content creation, uh, consistency, and then conversion, right? She, Tanya just did a whole masterclass. That's it. That's <laughs> if y'all didn't it right catch here. it, I need you to hit the pause and rewind <laughs> because she just gave us a whole masterclass right there uh, for <laughs> awesome points. I think that that's absolutely incredible. And I'm going to be a little bit transparent or vulnerable, if you will, for just a moment, because like I said, you and I connected so many years ago and I can't remember exactly what it was that we talked about that that initially when we connected, but back then the the platform of choice was Periscope. I don't even know if Periscope is still around um, or not, but Back then, I used Periscope for my my video content, my live streams, and I didn't really have any of those, well, I probably did have some of the conversion challenges, I'll I'll be honest, but from a confidence standpoint of what to talk about, I really didn't have a problem with that, and I was consistent on Periscope. But in full transparency, when Periscope went away, so did Kim. I, I disappeared from live yep. video and I haven't really been back in the saddle consistently since then. I, I don't know if it's because I didn't really gravitate towards Facebook live streaming when that first came out, or yeah. if I had some of those, you know, confidence, mind garbage bombs going off in my head. Um, if it was, I, I I've told people in the past that I had this problem with not knowing who was actually watching. Um, That was like really messing with my head. And so I have just really had a hard time getting back into the saddle of live streaming myself and then even doing video content for my courses and things like that. Um, It's been sort of difficult for me as well. And so haven't really gotten over that hump. I'll be honest with you. And so what would be your number one piece of advice for someone like me who's I've done it in the past? Yeah. Right. And then I stopped and now it's, it's no longer a habit. Right. How do I get back into it? Like. You just said
1: the solution, you just actually the last word you spoke hmm. was the bridge. You said habit. So there's a couple of things and this is a really good question. And this is something I'm actually in the middle of, um, I just launched a 90 day group coaching program It's a very small group. My -hmm. intention was to really get intimate with these folks and to help them to work out some of the things you're talking about, like work these things out. So we can then move into the technical stuff. Cause I can teach you the technical stuff all day long, but the toughest part is the mind. The toughest part is the mental, preparation to be consistent to do the content to have all the things in place right and so creating that habit means that you have to be committed to moving any roadblocks that may be in your way whether they're Mm -hmm. mental physical imaginary whatever it is but it has to there is an intention behind you removing those obstacles and saying okay So it's time to go live. Here's why I say that. And why I know this is because there was a point where honestly, I was prepared to quit. You Mm -hmm. know, how you talked about we have been around for a long Mm -hmm. time. We have, we have have thrived and we have sustained ourselves in our online businesses when other people have been long gone. Mm -hmm. And, but it doesn't mean we don't sometimes feel like it's time to quit. And I felt like it was time to quit a couple of years ago. Let me just go be normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what Mm -hmm. I was telling myself. I just want to be average and just have one job, like one thing to do. (laughs) Exactly. Instead of trying to maintain
0: two plus your family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was really thinking that. And then I I decided to test this thing out. I said, okay, I'm going to commit to doing live stream. I'm going to commit to doing one to two live videos which was a stretch for me being the big introvert that I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to commit to doing this and I'm going to commit to doing it for a year. So it was massive action
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it took a slow start. But once I got started and I committed to it and said, I'm just, I need to see if this is going to work. When I built that habit and I did it every week mm-hmm. for a year plus, that created the momentum that I needed to keep going that created the presence the brand that I said I wanted to grow all of that was happening as a result of the consistency and building the habit now did it mean that I didn't have to overcome things I had to overcome and I still have to overcome a lot of things and what what I've been teaching my group and sharing with them are specific stories and examples to say confidence is not a destination Like you Mm -hmm. don't get to this place where I'm confident now. So now it's on like forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is, it is a journey that will take you through all the hills and valleys (laughs) and
0: around the curve.
1: (laughs) Yes, all of that. And so, so it is a consistent, it's a process that we continue to engage in for all of our life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you realize that and you know that, you're going to have those moments when you're not feeling like doing it. Um, I think if you can push past that and you can retrain yourself, retrain your mental to understand the benefits and the reason why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you will do it.
0: And, it you will, know, you'll see it. You'll see the blossoming. The, the one thing that just popped into my head when you as you were saying that. hmm with everything that's going on with the pandemic, right? And uh, and COVID and the, and us being forced to work remotely and do so much more virtually, right? Yeah. When I stopped live streaming, it was pre-pandemic. It was. But the funny thing is with the pandemic, I spend so much more time in virtual settings and mm-hmm. meetings and different things like that. So when I think about it and think through what were some of the, challenges that I had, which, again, in full transparency, included things like not feeling my best or not feeling like I looked my best on any particular day. I think that this past year has really helped me get used to being in a virtual setting where everything wasn't perfect. Like my makeup might not have been completely on point That's that right. particular day and I'm a natural. And so sometimes my hair does what I wanted it to do more often than not is doing what the heck it wants to do. Right. And so there are days where you just getting, you getting what you get <laughs> with me. Right. And so those were the things that I think really stopped me in the beginning, because I felt like I had to be this pretty, this perfect little thing on camera. And you guys already know there's nothing little about Kimberly, like from my attitude to, you know, my fluffiness, like there's nothing little about me, but that's in my mind. I thought that I had to, you know, create this perfect uh, petite little picture on, on frame and everything about me had to be perfect. And so I, you know, I stopped. And the more I thought about, all of those things, the bigger it got in my own head. Nobody was saying that to me. It just, it was, I was creating this monster all on my own. Right. And so um, I love that advice. I, I absolutely, absolutely love that advice. So you mentioned that you committed to going live for a year. Yes. And I think you said a couple times a week, right? I so started is, with two. Okay. And I went to one. Because two was not manageable
1: for me. Although I know people that do it every day or have committed to doing it every day,
0: I did not want to create a burnout. I've seen these people do these challenges, like 30-day live stream challenges. And when I hear that, oh my gosh, like I just, it it freaks me out because I have no idea what my life is going to look like in two weeks. So how do I plan to do what I consider a value value add live stream. Like, I don't want to just go live and say, hey guys, so I'm on my walk this morning and, you know, I want to talk about this random stuff. Oh, look at the bluebird and look at the this or that. And the other thing, instead, I like I feel like my content needs to be not necessarily formal, but formalized, right? And so that was, that's my struggle with doing yeah. these like 30 day extended challenges with that. But I could probably do a once a week. And that's the thing. Here's the beauty of this.
1: What we're talking about right now is that it literally can be what you make it, Mm -hmm. right? So you and I are cut from the same cloth, right? We're corporate. (laughs)
0: We're corporate girls. There's a lot
1: of similarities (laughs) that we have, right? So, So we are in that, hey, wait, things at least need to be thought out. Like I need to have a reason why I'm going on live today, right? But then exactly. there are others who really truly do thrive in that space of doing a daily live, which, you know, kudos to them. I think that the beauty in it is that you get to create the cadence of how frequently you go live, what platform you use. Are you a TikTok person? Are you a Snapchat person? Are you a Reels person? Are you a Facebook Live or a LinkedIn Live person? You get to choose based on your own personality. And that is another reason why I said, I want to create this group and this strategy, this program, so that people understand it's not a cookie cutter strategy or blueprint. It is a blueprint that you can take and you can say, okay, let me make it mine. And realistically, what would the approach be that works best for me and for my lifestyle? I'm not a single woman. Mm -hmm. I have kids. I got dogs. My husband is gone. He's in Asia. He's been there since August of last year. We got stuff. Mm -hmm. We got life going on, right? So I am not going to sit here and try to promise anybody that I'm going to get up every morning. And I am up every morning at five. But I don't want to talk to people Mm -hmm. (laughs) that early. And I don't want to talk to people every day. That's not my personality or my nature. So I choose every Thursday. I choose once a week because it fits my lifestyle, it fits who I am, it gives me time to prepare and to structure. But there are others who have a whole different life and situation. So yeah, I think that it's really a matter of choosing what I like to call a realistic calendar. Like Mm -hmm. what is the calendar that works for you? What's the cadence and the frequency and how long do you want to be on live? (laughs) Right. When you get on, do you just want to do a five minute video every day or
0: do you want to do a 30 to 40 minute once a week, which is what mm-hmm. I do. So. I love it. I love it. OK, so can we take a break and do a quick fun this or that rapid fire? OK, let's All do right. it. So here's um, what I tell everybody before we jump in. No thought gut reactions. And we are doing the summer edition. So all of our episodes this summer, all of the questions are going to be the same. And you don't know the questions because as of the time of this recording, (laughs) the episodes haven't started to air yet. So, um, but all right, let's go. Uh, Flights or road trips? Flights. Mexico or the Caribbean? Caribbean. Poolside or beachside? Beach sundresses or shorts sundresses cocktails or smoothies
1: i'm gonna go back shorts okay <laughs> now i'm gonna go back and say shorts okay shorts.
0: cocktails or smoothies smoothies okay jet skis or parasailing neither one neither okay fair uh <laughs> flip flops or strappy sandals strappy
1: sandals
0: and last question,
1: ice cream or popsicles? I'm an ice cream girl, but I do like certain types of popsicles. I like mm-hmm. the Mangonada popsicles that have like the the cayenne pepper in them. I've never heard of that. that. So, yeah, they're really good. They're really good because I love this snow cone. And we have a local snow cone shop that has these snow cones that have, um, I can't think of what this stuff is called, cayenne it's Tajin, something that is like a really hot pepper. It's a red pepper on top of the mango. And it just, I love the sweet and spicy thing. So the infusion
0: of the different yeah. flavors. Oh my gosh. Now I and probably I love could dark try chocolate.
1: that. Dark chocolate with chili pepper infused in it. Awesome. Like I just oh, love see, the sweet
0: and spicy. I need to take thing. notes. <laughs> I have never, I've never heard of, what did you, mango nada? It's mango nada hmm. OK, so I'm going to have to f- find that. Is it in the grocery store or is it I'll like, find, you know, we have a box or we had a box. It's probably gone now. OK, <laughs> but, but I need obstacles. that.
1: I yeah. need that. I, I I
0: would just try. It. I'm not typically a spicy person, mm-hmm. um, but it's th- that just sounds interesting to my palate. So yeah. I'll have to try that. Thank you so much. That was fun. Um, all right. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, the different platforms, right? So Snapchat, TikTok, Reels, Facebook Live, there's YouTube Live, LinkedIn Live, all of these different platforms. How do you, how do how do we choose like if we're just starting out with on camera content live streaming how do we choose i think there's a combination
1: factor again here one is thinking about where are my people so first you have to know who your people are who is it that you really are trying to attract and and when i say attract you what i teach is that you want to look for your mvv your most valuable video viewer. Love it. Most valuable video
0: viewer.
1: Yeah, because it's not just everybody that's watching. Because, you know, I got family members that are watching. They're never going to buy my services, and I don't necessarily want them to. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Right. mm -hmm. It's who are the people that I'm trying to attract that would be most likely to watch and then become paying clients because they are enticed by what they hear there and they're thinking, ah, her transformation in this paid program can take me to the next level. So first you need to know who it is you're talking to. Once you've identified your audience, you need to figure out where they are. Mm -hmm. Cause they're going to be on one of those multiple platforms, but it's that. And then the other side of it is you need to figure out where you like and enjoy hanging out. Mm. I'm not a proponent of, of being everywhere. I am a believer in being in the spaces and playing in the spaces that I like that give me life and so Facebook for me is the primary that's where I tend to do my live streams that's the core although I do multi stream at this time to other spaces like YouTube and LinkedIn. Um, And I'm doing that strategically because I know that my people, my audience are also in those spaces too. Mm -hmm. I've researched that. I know that for a fact. But I have been hesitant to explore places like Snapchat. Like that's not my, I tried it, but it wasn't my happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram Reels is something I'm experimenting with right now. Again, Mm -hmm. I want to see, am I getting the most bang for my buck if I'm going to spend the time and the effort to create all that needs to be created because it's much more work to do reels and tiktoks it's much more work to do those little mini clips when you have to do like three or four sometimes a day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so if i'm going to put that effort in and if you're going to put that effort in you need to know that you're going to get a return on your investment and the best way to know if you found that happy place between where you want to spend time and where your people are is to experiment Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's one singular place for people to start because I think it's going to depend on what they talk about, what their services are, who their audience is. And that helps you all those things come together to give you the answer.
0: I love it. Okay, so know where my MVV is, know where they hang out and be able to correspond that to where I'm happy and comfortable, right, uh, being. Because if I'm happy on Facebook and I know where the buttons are and, and generally how to do what I need to do, it's probably easier, more efficient, especially if my my target audience is already there for me to stick around Facebook for a bit, get used to being on camera again yeah. before I kind of incorporate something else. That's Absolutely. what I'm hearing you say. Okay, awesome. Build
1: up your platform there and then as you get more comfortable and more consistent, then you start adding pieces, start adding you know okay. YouTube or or LinkedIn or wherever it is that you might want to have that space.
0: Okay. And so I want to jump back a little bit quickly because you mentioned there's a difference between five minute, like daily videos and 30 or 40 minute, maybe weekly videos. So is there a particular rule of thumb on the length of a video um, depending on how frequently you're online?
1: Yeah, I think that's a a good question. And that's a frequent question too. Um, The way I would answer that
0: is it depends. <laughs> mm, I do that to my, I do that to my clients too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, and you know, I, am just not a fan of cookie cutter answers. And the reason for it is because there's so many variances in people's space, like mm-hmm. where you play. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a difference for instance, from someone who is a real estate agent who is selling stuff on video and they're, you know, doing home buyer tips or whatever versus someone who is a relationship coach Mm -hmm. or someone who is a tattoo artist for instance or so there's just so many differences but here's what i would suggest is i think that there is a happy place when you have a combined when you have a a a video strategy that combines short videos what i used to call snack size videos and your longer videos The reason for that is because the short videos are going to get you the views in terms of spaces like reels and your Facebook and Instagram stories, right? Mm -hmm. Those can direct people to your longer content. If they want to be there, your longer videos, especially on YouTube is what I'm finding and Facebook too, the longer people stay on because that's part of your, your metrics, your engagement metrics. If you have a longer video, people are more likely to be on longer. As long as you're talking about something that's relevant to them and that gets you more views and that gets you more push up in the, um, stream in the feed. Okay. So, so I think having a combination of both in your strategy for content is going to be important. The reason why I settled in around 30 minutes is because I started out with about 10 to 15 and it was too short for the type of content that I share. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up moving to a 30 to 40 minute schedule. And when I do that, it gives me more time to engage with my audience and my my group, my video VIPs community on Facebook. It gives me time to share a few announcements about what's going on for the week. Um, and it also gives me the ability to be able to take clips from so I can convert that 30 minute video into clips that then become stories
0: and other short form content. So. so strategic. I love your. I love how your brain works. I really do. Okay, so let's start to to wrap it up a little bit, and I want to make sure that, like you said, what we are talking about really is really relevant to our audience, our listeners. And so, for the Spark Hustle Flow podcast, our audience is mainly money pros, financial professionals. And one of the struggles that I see a lot with us is we focus very, very heavily on educational content. And well, in my personal opinion, we spend far more time than necessary trying to teach people how to be an accountant or a bookkeeper, but that's, another, that's a podcast topic for another day. But are, do you have any suggestions when it comes to live streaming specifically on how we can take some of that content and take the boring out the dull out and make it really resonate more deeply with more of our audience right because everybody's not facing the exact same struggle at the you know exact same time um but we are and we also don't want to be we, we just don't want to be in a rut, right? Talking about the same thing all the time. And so yeah. what are your suggestions with that? I think
1: that um, the best way you can actually not be boring <laughs> mm-hmm, is to dive deeply into your personality and find those things about yourself that help you to get along and to make friends. The mm-hmm. reason why I say that is because I think sometimes we think we have to put that part of ourselves aside to do educational videos and tips, right? And I started that way, so I can say this honestly and say first I thought I needed to have be all dressed up with pearl necklaces on mm-hmm. and you know and I was doing my corporate thing Kimberly, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing my corporate show through my videos and I was neglecting to include myself, my own personality. Mm -hmm. Um, The more I started telling stories, personal stories, laughing at myself. I'm not a comedian. I can't ever remember the end of a joke. I just can't. So that's not my (laughs) thing. (laughs) That was a punchline though. (laughs) It's just, it's truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So here's the thing though. I myself fully at all times if somebody, if one of my dogs comes up here, I'm like, go back down, rowdy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, like. so I, I, I think you have to make sure that you're comfortable inserting yourself. We used to have this rule, right? And you know this because we've been around mm-hmm. this rule that you kept things separate, your personal yes. and your professional life separate. I would suggest that, especially for your viewers in the field that you're in, is that you think of ways to insert the personal stories and the little anecdotes, the things that have happened in your life that were funny or that were, you know, entertaining, or even that were sad. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of different types of of content that I teach people to deliver on video. One is education. Mm -hmm. So educational works. Yeah. Um, You gotta be careful. You're not educating so much that people don't need you. Mm -hmm. So that's one Mm -hmm. thing. So like you said, that could be a whole other show. Um, so education, um, encouragement, mm-hmm. is the second type. So you can encourage people through a story or through you know a tale of a of a client, like a case study, something where you worked out some things with someone who was going through a situation. Um, another way is to evoke emotion, mm-hmm. which kind of goes into the whole encourage space sometimes. But evoking emotion may be that there was a sad story or an empowering, uplifting story or a tale that you can share. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also—I got to think of my other. Oh, entertaining! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Entertainment.
0: Can mm-hmm. you sing?
1: Can you can you dance? Do you like to dance? Do you? Appreciate music such that you can incorporate music somehow into your video and it doesn't seem stiff and unnecessary, but it flows because that's Mm -hmm. who you are. And so it's showing through the music style that you choose. So all of those things, I think you can incorporate and not make your video boring or not make your video like everybody else who's talking
0: about the same topic. Or that you don't look like you're a fish out of water, right? Because when you said music that you that you like, mm-hmm. I, it immediately made me think of this trend of uh, TikToks and yeah. Instagram reels where everybody's like using the same music clip and their point, I think, what is it? Is it, it's not, it's the guys who sang... Is it the YMCA guys? And then, and I can almost hear the beat in my head because That's everybody's using, yeah. And it's the same music all the time. And it's, I'm just like, is this trend over yet? <laughs> I don't like, know. when is it over? <laughs> and you
1: know, for some people, look, here's the thing, again, going back to what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. For some people, apparently that works. When my kids, they're on their phones and I hear the same beat over and over again because they're watching TikTok. Mm -hmm. It drives me nuts. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. But for some, you know, for their generation, that's what they like. Like, That's what they want to hear. That's what they want to see. So depending on your audience. Yes. And the other thing about that from a TikTok and Reels standpoint is that when you're using trending music, you're more likely to show up in the feed. Good point. So that's part of the rationale behind that happening. But... On Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Yeah.
0: Get original. Okay. All right. I'll get off my, I'll come down off my soapbox on that thing. <laughs> because I've probably been talking about it for the last three weeks at this point. But okay. That helps me. Okay. This has been so incredible. And I can talk to you for hours. And I've missed actually talking to you all the time. So wow. I'm going to start to wrap up. But before we go, you've mentioned a couple of things that I can't help but but spin back to Okay. One was you have a Facebook group. Is that for your paid clients only, or is that for uh, anyone free. who just really, it's a free Facebook group. Okay. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us how we can find that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, I've created a community of people who just want to know how to use video. Like how do I get to use video to do all the things that we talked about standing out, etc. So video VIPs, Video market is in progress VIP see because you know I like those
0: alliteration I heard you when you we did the C's (laughs) and then we went to the E's and now (laughs) the MVV girl I'm listen I am picking up what you laying down. (laughs) I really am. I really am. And I love it because it helps me. You know, I tell people I'm of the generation at this point where, you know, things don't automatically just stick around in my brain. And so I need some help. And if I can get some mnemonics and, you know, anything that's going to help Kim understand or remember, then I'm all Uh good, you know. So. (laughs) Listen, I need it. I need it. So video PIPs is the Facebook group. You mentioned that you have a 90 day coaching program uh, where you work with people to help them through this. Um, we can definitely link to that in the show notes. And I'm sure you talk about that in your Facebook group. Right. I do. But I,
1: it's not where I have people start, Kimberly. Um, OK, because I need to lay foundation first. And it is an application process that is required for that. It's called stream to sell, Mm -hmm. but where I ask people to start is through, there's a quiz Mm -hmm. called the video readiness quiz. How ready are you to do video? Cause so we can figure out where you are now and then make sure you have resources to help you get up and running and to know exactly. Okay. Yeah, this is for me. When you're ready, then we work into the application process. So it's um, quiz.getnoticedwithvideo.com is where the quiz is located. So, Okay. Say that for me one more time.
0: Yep. Quiz.
1: It's quiz.getnoticedwithvideo.com.
0: Love it. Okay. And we will definitely link to it in the show notes. And that's a free quiz that yep. really helps Um can help our listeners figure out where they are in the process. What do they still need? What things, what areas they need to look at. Right. Yep. I love it. Okay. And so we talked about Facebook, we talked about Instagram. So what's the, where's the best place to find you in any of those social media spaces besides your Facebook group, obviously, how do we find you?
1: Um, I would say this because it's going to depend on where you want to play. I'm everywhere. I am everywhere but I really play in that group. So the group is really the primary, but if you're just like tired of groups and you don't want to be on Facebook, go to Tanya dot video slash links. And there's all my socials, like wherever I'm doing live streams, it's all there. Okay. So at least follow the live on YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever you want to
0: play, you'll see those links in that space. Okay. And I've never done this before, but I'm going to back up because there's something I forgot to ask you about. I know that we've sort of wound things down, but I, I forgot to ask you about Clubhouse. Ah, Is Clubhouse considered live
1: streaming? I don't know that it would be the traditional word. That it would meet the traditional definition of live streaming because live streaming really is reserved more for there's a visual involved, but I would say it is definitely hot. Like Mm -hmm. any type of audio, social audio right now is huge and it can certainly lead people through to your other spaces where you do have the visuals, right? So Clubhouse is definitely... um, Hot and on fire. But then there's also a few other ones that are up and coming. I'm sure you've seen in the past Mm -hmm. few days or so where Facebook audio rooms have been rolling out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also Twitter spaces. So right now the competition is between Twitter spaces and Clubhouse. Personally, Mm -hmm. Clubhouse is where if I I do spend time in this space, it's usually going to be on Clubhouse because that's where the people that I have connected with are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you don't have to have a, there doesn't have to be a way where you say, well, I'm either gonna be this or I'm gonna be that. I don't think mm-hmm. you have to choose necessarily right now, but I do think if you're thinking about like creating a clubhouse strategy, you wanna think about how can that tie into my other marketing strategies? Because these type of platforms, they can come and they can
0: go. Mm-hmm and it's so important to to kind of transcend the specifics of the platforms and to and your for your strategy to kind of be able to incorporate easily and mix and match as as necessary. But I remember that because the story is as long as you and I have known each other and is and been connected you invited me to clubhouse. <laughs> so <Did I> really? <laughs> yes, you, I remember it as when you were telling, when you were sharing where we can find you, I remember mm-hmm. that your picture is at the bottom of my profile uh, <laughs> on clubhouse. <laughs> so I had to, I just absolutely had to. So thank you. I've, I've loved being on clubhouse It's awesome. So we will make sure that we link to all of the links in the URLs that you shared with us here today. Team, this Bye. has been incredible.
1: I'm so glad we got a chance to connect, lady. I, was I am surprised. as well. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was glad you pinged me to say, hey, you don't <laughs> to get on the calendar.
0: Absolutely. It's been great. And I know that our listeners are going to agree with me when I say that. So, Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I've learned so much today. I am going to, as soon as we get off this call, I am going to jump over to Facebook and uh, join video VIPs. I'm coming, girl, I'm coming. So. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely be there. And you guys need to join me as well. Um, I'm sure you'll learn and learn to love Tanya as much as I have over the years. So that's it for this show. Uh, It's been a great episode. You guys know we always sign off with be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we will see you on our next episode. Thanks for hanging out, you guys. Ciao. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcast. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.